got one of my closest boxing internet bros that I might never meet in real life. I'm <laughs> on the East be... Coast. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's uh, the Philly Gray Fathers in the house, man. How do you feel so. um, taking your victory lap? Uh, I'm fine, man. It feels, I'm just, it was a great, it was a, it was a good fight for everyone, man. Great fight. I mean, I love Phil Fulton still. He's a good, really good fighter and all that. But I just didn't appreciate. I guess we'll talk more about it. But like, I don't know. People were really underselling in a way, like on Twitter. And... Let's get into it right now. Sorry, Why don't you okay. expl- under explain the underselling of in a way and like, in my opinion, kind of overselling Fulton, who I really like, yeah. underappreciated fighter. But it's like if you mm-hmm. look, he won his fight against Angelo Leo. And then had a really hard fight that a lot of us didn't think he beat um, Figueroa in. And then he fought Daniel Roman in this like really uneventful, pretty missable fight. And then like, it's like, well, that's going to, that, that was just what you needed to beat this three division world champion. who was looking like a tour de force. No, I I mean, yeah, I know. And I I think there was a lot like, and I, I, I picked in a way to win on points when I was asked about this fight a couple of days ago and, Obviously, he performed better than I even expected. But you know, I and I looked at Fulton and I saw a guy that he's a good good boxer and he can fight off the ropes and coming forward, and I respect that. And um, but I didn't see anything that really indicated to me that he had power to bother in a way at all. And I didn't think that at some point I figured I think in a way I was going to test him with a big shot and he was going to get caught and something. You know, you have to figure. You know, either he could handle it or he couldn't. And he, and he got caught with something he didn't see. And he got outboxed on top of that. Like, in a way, outboxed him. In a way, he didn't just hit him with a big, you know, one one punch, and that was it. It was a outboxing for seven rounds, and then he beat him up in the eighth with a punch that he didn't see. So it really exceeded my expectations, if anything. I think, in a way, is a better... It was I, I believed coming to the fight, in a way, was not only a better, you know, obviously, it's an amazing puncher, but he was a better boxer than Fulton and he proved it today. I mean, he, he, he was hurting him. I mean, he was throwing everything with power behind it and he was jabbing to the body. He was just out working the jab and, and he did everything he needed to do to just win, win rounds. I mean, I thought it was like six, one going into the eighth round. So he was well ahead. He didn't even, you know, he could have, probably won the fight on points if he really wanted to, but he hit him with a great shot. And then he hit him with an amazing follow-up shot to and Fulton's credit. He got up, man. Like that, that, that left that put him down was fucking brutal. Like, I could not believe how hard that punch was. And uh, God bless him for getting back up and trying to figure, you know, shake out the cobwebs, but it was a beautiful finish. And um, yeah, I, I just think people, Clearly, there are a lot of people didn't on Twitter that didn't really follow Inouye's career throughout the years, and you can tell who those people were, and you can tell the people that probably only watch Fulton fights because they're only watching fights on one platform. And when you put the blinders on and you don't see the things that you know, if you're watching all these guys' fights and you're watching the stuff in Japan, you're watching stuff below 122 pounds, you're gonna miss things, and you probably miss that you're watching a generational talent. All time great, all time great. That's gonna probably go up to featherweight and do good things there at some point too. Probably be undisputed by the end of the year. 
Yeah, I mean, that's topless. It's going to be a tough fight, but I, I think it will be. I actually think he's going to... I wouldn't be surprised if he's a little bit of a tougher fight than Fulton was. I'm not saying Marlon's making it the distance or anything, but I would, don't be surprised if he's, you know, a tough out and wins a round or two. Um, but yeah, he's a very good chance of becoming undisputed in another weight class. And, you know, if he is, then you're looking at 2024, potentially, you know, at featherweight. That's insane. That's, you know, this, it's not a lot of guys doing that. And he's... Not just beating these guys, he's knocking them out, stopping them. Okay, Making so when you're them look average, average. This was easy work for him today. Sorry, but it was. It's what it looked like. And when your favorite fighter keeps scratching 115, 113 decisions on these big shows, and you want to call him pound for pound number one, just remember, really, there's a, there's not many guys in the sport that are going out there and smoking their opponents easily. This was this was an easy fight for Inouye today. It was. It wasn't. It was. He's had harder fights. He's had harder fights. This probably wasn't even in the top three hardest fights he's ever had. Think the top that. of my head, Maloney and Nonito were harder fights than this. He's. I. I thought David Carmona, if you want to dig deep, gave him a harder fight than this today. So who is Omar Navarro? Who is Navarro? Is Omar was that yeah, was the guy he knocked out in the second round uh, back in the day. Yeah, that was like his, that was like his, for me, that was my, his, oh shit fight for me, at least. Well, I remember when he knocked that, when he knocked Navarez out two rounds, I said, oh, okay, we got something here. I didn't think he was an all-time great at that point or was going to be, but I certainly thought this guy's really good and I don't think people realize it. And then when he came to the United States and he beat the shit out of Antonio Nieves, that's when it was like, okay, you should be paying attention to this guy. And clearly not enough people were today and they were listening to people all week that really don't have any right to give boxing opinions in my opinion uh, no if you make a youtube channel you should definitely be able to come on gray you gotta if you can figure out how to make a google account it, it, it's the it's the you know and they're the ones with the engagement numbers it's sad unfortunately i would not take betting tips from people i mean I, you know, I'll give the Philly Godfather credit. Like I really, he was give, talking a lot of shit and he did apologize a little bit today, but like you don't just cause you're in a guy, one guy's gym all the time and you've been falling, you've been up this guy's butt his whole career. You have to sometimes take a step back and go, you know, can this guy really pull this off going to Japan and look at it from a, you know, you have to take a step back and look at it from a reasonable perspective instead of throwing the blinders on and telling people that, you know, plus money Fulton is value. And, Oh, he might even knock in a way out. That is even more further detached from reality than Fulton winning. In my opinion, that was the thing that was blowing my mind. I was seeing people going, he's going to hurt in a way with what a fucking shovel. Because that's what he would have needed today to be hurt in a way was with a shovel. He didn't have a shovel, so I, I saw a you know a fight that went one way, and I it was kind of what I expected it to be, except that he stopped him. I thought in a way, I thought he was good enough to maybe hang in for twelve, but clearly not. Is what it is. To I still me, like Fulton. <laughs> I saw. I I actually really like Fulton. I actually yeah. thought this. I'm gonna give probably you a win take. a title at featherweight. I mean, he's really good. He just this is a guy that's exceptional. That's the problem. I comp Stephen Fulton to Kevin Kelly. That's mm. like a a Kel, like a if we were to do NBA comparison. Um, okay. I thought that this was Fulton. Like as weird as it sounds, this was his best fight ever. Like he wasn't doing a lot wrong. He was just in with a guy that was just every time he was doing something, the guy did something better. 
fight very serious. Had a looked like he had a great camp and he has a really good trainer. They did everything right, you know? Um, they got they got themselves to where they needed to be for this fight. It wasn't like he was unprepared. It was just that he he was in there with a guy that was who's insanely skilled and clearly was very motivated by perhaps some of the the antics that were happening about the rapping and and all that and i'm sure the hand wraps and all that and, and the gloves and i'm sure those little things you know they need and, he, and i'm sure in a way i don't know how online he is but i'm sure people in his circle are like you know you have a lot of doubters in america and i'm sure that feel you know that fight is fuel to the fire when he jumped up on the ropes and celebrated after that first knockdown you can tell there was like a release of of a lot of pent up frustration because to me, he seems like a guy that normally wouldn't do that. He would be very focused on the guy, you know, getting up off the knockdown. But I was like, oh, wow, he's jumping on those ropes. And, and he did finish him off, so it didn't really matter. But I was just like, oh, you could tell that there was a lot of frustration, I think, being released at that moment. Yeah. That was kind of iconic because that was like, um, I was almost looking at it as like, is this phase two in a way? Is this like the start of a new in a way? Because he's been like this guy where it's like, He's almost like an old school WCW wrestler, like a Sid Vicious. He's coming out. You play the song. Within two minutes, the guy's down. They, If you know nothing, you kind of laugh and think this is a helpless guy. If you're you and me, you right. know the guy's a world champion who earned a title that he did it to. Sure. And this was like, I've never seen him in a buildup to a fight more emotional. And he was still stoic, but it's like, yeah. I've never seen him stare down an opponent. He always looks kind of bored. I've never yeah. seen him look a little frustrated with an opponent. Yep. And I think that's a great observation because I think that that when they do the in a way documentary about being a hall of famer, that might be the image that sums up his career. Oh, this is the most, this will probably, I think will be the most important fight of his career looking back or one of the top two, top three. I mean, it's a big, a big turning moment in his career. He won a lot of people over today. He opened up a lot of eyes that, should have been opened up already. I don't know what you're doing. Again, stop listening to people that don't have these giant platforms and don't watch boxing under 126 pounds. They only watch three fights a year. They give you betting tips or opinions that are just far detached from reality. Stop listening to those people. Stop giving them engagement. Just please, just like for the love of God. But yeah, I mean, it's always his skill level. The skill has always been there. This is a guy like really he's had one time in his life where he was in trouble in a fight and it was briefly against Donaire in that first fight. And people love to play the clip. And I'm thinking to myself, who was the guy in the 11th round that got hit by the body shot that wanted to that was retreating? And if that stupid referee hadn't been standing in between the two, anyway, would have leaped or leapt around him and it probably blasted his head into orbit. But but that but Donaire was able to take the knee. If you remember, Donaire was completely defenseless at that moment, and that dumb referee hadn't been standing in the middle of them for no reason. Inoue jumps on him and beats the shit out of him. And that's what he did against Fulton. When Fulton got off that knockdown, he pounced on him. He did not let him off that hook. And I think that you know, that first Donaire fight probably sets what doesn't sit well with him still to this day because of yeah, you know, people play that clip. But then he, you know, of course he he, he sends him into the ether in two rounds in the rematch, but no one wants to talk, you know, we forget about that. It's that final of the World Boxing Super Series that they focus on, and then his face got fucked up. So it's, I, I watched a Sean Porter clip today break. on his podcast, and they were like, I saw a guy on there, I don't know who he is, but shout out to him, much respect, brother. And they're like, Who is in a way fought? And it's kind of like I'm getting tired of my two guys oh my in a way in Usyk. How about, 
This yeah. is what people always say. It's just because you don't watch these weight classes doesn't mean. Yeah. How about know? the fourth? How about the fourth guy he beat in his career for fucking unified titles at 108 pounds? He beat a unified world champion. The guy, I mean, did it after the fight, but he beat that. That guy went on to unified belts. He beat in his what his sixth fight. He beat the best guy at the at 108 pounds at that time, Adrian Hernandez. Okay. Uh, you're going past me, Gray. You're going past the Luki, the Luki realm. I'm impressed. I'm in, I'm having to fall back. I mean, Navarre, Navarez was that 115. I mean, that he was, I mean, look, he stunk it out skipped against 112. Should have won still, a belt there. Still, yeah. And yeah, I skipped 112. Didn't even bother there. He said, you know what? I'm good. I'm going to jump up two weight classes and I'm going to beat this guy that had like 20 fucking title defenses. Easy. Two rounds, send him into the ether. And like wins the one's world boxing super series. Like they're okay. Don't forget you know, Jamie McDonald. Yeah. A yeah, very, absolutely. very respectable world champion. So you're looking at his run at 118, potentially. If Emmanuel Rodriguez wins a title and Donaire wins a title this weekend, which is very possible, you could be looking at Maloney, <laughs> Rodriguez, and Donaire as your three champions, along with Inouye's brother. Inouye beat three of those guys already. That's cleaning out a division. That's beating the top guys because those guys are going on to win the world titles. Now they run the division. So he really, that is the definition of cleaning out a division. He cleaned it out. There's nothing left. Bye-bye. That's what he did at 118. You will go back one day and you'll be like, damn, that it's not just the tournament. It's not just the tournament. He did what he did after the tournament as well. He unified the belts. He beat Donaire again so people would shut the fuck up about it. He did everything he had to do with that weight class. He could not have done anything more. Incredible. And now he comes up to the to, to, to today to fight everybody's favorite, the number one guy at the weight class, and he just took him. Paul Butler was able to stand on his feet longer. That's crazy, Paul Butler. But to be fair, I also Butler think in a way cared about as much as I cared about the Butler no, fight. He, 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 yeah, exactly. This motive, I'm sure he was a lot more motivated for this fight, but I'm just saying that you know this is a this is a, an eye opening performance. This isn't this isn't just a 116, 112 win on the scorecards. No, 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 no. He the way he won, he stood in front of him and outboxed him. Yes, he he, did. he. I don't know what the reach difference was, but I'd assume Fulton might have had a bit of a reach difference. Yeah. But he used his body better than Fulton and punched with him and made the bigger man, in theory, have to go backwards. Right. Right. He did. He did. He bullied him. He was the bully tonight. He was the bully and he was the boxer. He was everything he needed to be tonight. He, he did everything right. It was... It is. A, Seriously, we'll look back on this as one of the, the, the probably the, the the defining moment of this year for any fighter. It's going to be this fight. I truly and believe. the best thing about it is the whole world is going to totally write it off by Sunday night um, because they're going to say Spence Crawford. That defines the generation. Okay. Don't get me wrong. I'm excited. but And when it when it's a 7-5 fight that wasn't that memorable, which I truly believe it will be, that uh, maybe I'll be wrong. I hope it's a great fight. But if it, when it is, I want those people saying the winner of that's pound for pound and go, are you sure about that? Because there's a guy that's knocking dudes out in the top of his division. like, <laughs> And this isn't a guy chasing after vacant titles. He's in, he's in chasing after interim titles. He's going after, uni he went after the unified champion and beat him easily. So what Let do we throw do? this at you. Cause you're the, I've been standing firm on Usyk's my number one guy. Okay. Right. And Usyk kind of, I, I get your point because he's having some close fights with people. But to me, I respect the fact that Usyk goes on the road and beats guys on the road because that's like yep. the most unboxing thing ever. 
to me right now, the two best guys in the sport, maybe you see it differently. It's Usyk and Inouye. How do yeah. you discern who's better? Um, I, I mean, I think, I think I don't really like ranking heavyweights high. If you were to do a, again, I don't really like pound for pound lists. So I, this is like a weird debate. Weird well, discussion. You know, number 10 is our guy, Chris Lovejoy. Oh, Jesus so Christ. you got to save can't... Chris on our, we oh, tried Chris. to get him, oh, but Chris. he has his own live stream right now. Chris so. is, yeah. Chris is doing big numbers on YouTube. Good for him. Um, no, I mean, like if you were to like rank them, I guess in a list, like I think I usually don't really look few heavyweights very highly because I feel like the skill level is very low compared to other divisions. Even though guys hit harder, I still think that fighters are just more skilled at the lower weight classes. But for Usyk, I'll make I'll I'll make an exception and say he deserves to be up there because of his good run at cruiser, and then he obviously wins fights on the road, uh, and he did a lot of that earlier in his career too. And until some, you know, like. He's a very skilled heavyweight, so best cruiserweight ever. Yeah, he's, he beats uh, Holyfield, yeah. most likely, most likely. So I mean, you got to put him up there, I guess. You know, I don't know where. Again, I I don't feel it feels weird putting a number on it, but yeah, he's one of the. Of course, he's one of the. He's like I would call it like the tier, like the top That's what the I, S tier, top tier, tiers. So we're gonna do like a tier list of all the champions in boxing or whatever. Maybe I should make a video and tier tier them because I feel like oh that would help my brain a little better. But yes, he's obviously in that that top tier along with in a way. And then yeah, within that tier, I'd have to probably play around with it, but it, it's 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 close right now. Yeah, for sure. The way I look at that tier, it's like you got Usyk in a way. You got Bivol because he beat Canelo. Yeah, he Canelo was the guy. He's probably then, at the end. Of, he's probably at the back of that tier. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, but he's in that tier now. He's right? in that he's house. Probably, he's in that house. He's in that yeah. house. And then you got Spence Crawford. Yep. Um, that's that tier. I you could make a point for Juan Francisco Estrada, but I personally think he's in tier nah, two. He had a shaky I think fight with Chocolatito. I, he's in the A tier. You know, he's yeah, exactly. He's been a little too shaky. Uh, he almost who's that guy he almost lost to RG well. Cortez. Yeah, RG Cortez. Who's I think I got a, I think he's got a fight coming up. Uh I can't remember what it is off the top of my head, but I remember that RG Cortez fight. I was like, man, not a guy I put in my top tier after seeing that. Nope. Nope. Yeah, very, very like he'll fight nope. to the like the ultimate fight to the level of his competition guy. Yes, he does. He does. And the and again, I feel like a top tier guy doesn't necessarily do that. He is a guy that uh, is clearly beating fighters clearly beating top fighters would you put canelo in the top tier not to make this a conversation about canelo but would you still put him no. in the top tier he's in, in tier two tier two like i put it like like front of tier two like him and tank the face yeah yeah the face and then you got tank kind of hanging out there i do i'd even argue tanks probably end of tier one too like you know there's another guy i think that's probably should be up there in that conversation obviously um, but yeah, there's not a lot of guys in tier one right now at the top of my head that I would put up there. Yeah. I mean, Charlo I think beats. we just Charlo, forget if he beats how Canelo. good he is. Charlo's like tier two to me. Yeah. If he beats Canelo, he's, he's, he's definitely in tier one. Definitely. And then like Fulton to me is like tier four. He's in the <laughs> tiers, but he's in like, you know tier what four. I mean? Yeah. I don't know. That's, I, I would have probably before this fight, put him in end of tier two, uh, maybe top of tier three. But yeah, he definitely gets bumped down a little because of, you know lost his belts. But I, I think he'll be back, man. I, I think featherweight is the, the right move for him. Uh, less weight to cut, and it'll be a good. It'll be good for him. But I, I do you think he, do you think he regrets taking thirteen months off for this fight? And I, I I was thinking about that today. I think he regrets that a bit. I I just think that like he's doing a lot of thinking. Like I think he's a guy that's on the internet a bit. 
Um, he enjoyed this buildup. And I think that he truly got confused with what he saw in the ring. Like, I think he mentally thought he was going to see one thing. And he said, yeah. oh, God, this isn't like it looked like Chris Algieri had a great line for Keofimo when he fought Cambosis. And it was he was living in a nightmare. And I saw that look in Fulton's eyes in the second round where it's like, what the freak, bro? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard to it's hard to have a plan. Plan B, C, D, you know, when things aren't going your way, it's like it's hard to over, you know, jump over that hurdle. So I think he's so used to having things go his way. Right. It's probably another thing he's never lost. So it's never really, had it. Oh, I mean, he's overcome a little adversity against Figueroa, I guess. Cause he stood in the fucking pocket and traded with that crazy guy. I mean, but, that was um, one of the weirdest fights because it's like, it was like, he could have draw. Beaten. Yeah. Yeah. He, he could have, I, I thought he was the more talented of the two fighters that night, but it, but the scorecard look, I looked down and I'm like, I have this six, six, seriously. Like what? Well, it's like, I think what really bothered me about that fight was, Fulton got hurt in the first half, the middle half, and the last yeah. half of the fight to the body. And it's like in that, um, I think we all going into that, I thought Fulton was a tier two guy. He went into tier four for me for that mm. because it was like, come on, Steve. Like, I get that Figueroa is this super durable, crazy guy, but he's had a lot of shaky performances in his career. And sure. he basically just was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to fight exactly how Figueroa wants me to fight. Yeah. I mean, I'll give Fulton a lot of credit. For doing this fight, he's fought always fought a lot. He's fought a lot of undefeated guys in his career. He's not afraid to take on challenges, and I respect that immensely. And I really genuinely hope he wins another world title and he continues to have a great career. Because there's not a lot of guys that are just like, yeah, like sign me up for you know uh, undefeated guys early. Like even fighting guys like Joshua Greer early in his career. Adam Lopez, I believe. Was Adam Lopez when he fought him. Like, yeah, he was undefeated. Like those are fights where a lot of guy, a lot of fighters are actively not trying to do that. They are trying to get to the top level as easy as possible. And Fulton didn't do that. He he really took on a lot of challenges. He wasn't really the focal focal point of those PBC cards back in the day either. He fought a lot off the of TV. So he wasn't like the Olympian that's getting all the, you know, the steam early in his career. He had to really earn it. So um, I, I don't want people, even though I'm like, ha, in a way one, I told you all, like, I, I don't mean to, you know, it's still the end of the day. Someone has to lose. It sucks. But, you know, I hope he comes back. I, I, I respect what he's done for Philly and he's a good fighter. He's a great fighter. Yeah, I think he's also underappreciated. I think there's tons of good fights. Just matchmaker, Lukey, thinking. Um, you got Gary Russell, if he ever comes back. You got the Figueroa rematch built in. The fight I want to see is uh, the Colbert fight. If he somehow one day got to 130, Fulton versus Colbert. Just I um, feel like that would just be another guy. a I'm weird, oh, like a really weird, fun buildup. I'm not sure how much Chris Colbert we get in our life. But there's names there, yeah. and I feel like I really like I don't want to compare him to Zuma Nelson versus Salvador Sanchez, but it does feel kind of like people are going to look back at Fulton and realize how good he was. Yeah, because he'll have a second chapter. And right now, people just put so much faith because in the, they didn't watch in a way and wanted to say he sucked that they kind of are like down on Fulton right now. Crazy. I mean, really, the only guys I think. Yeah, I think Fulton has some good fights at featherweight. I mean, I'm looking at featherweight right now, and it's like, man, there's not a lot of guys at featherweight that I really think give, in a way, a lot of trouble. Maybe Ray Vargas, just because of his style. What about Venado? Who? 
Venado Lopez, Luis Alberto Lopez. Oh, Luis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a got good that one. jailhouse style. I feel like a that could be a. I've, yeah. I'd like I'd love to see Josh Warrington versus in a way just because I know it would be weird. Yeah. Do you think Top Rank's gonna try and pitch Robesi at some point if he wants to move the featherweight? If Robesi still got that belt, I mean, why would you put? I think you're answering the question, but why would you put Robesi on a card in Japan? In the co-main. That's what they were doing. They were they were <laughs> they were doing this. They were thinking about it. They're going, well, if he moves up to 126, they got a two-time US, you know, Cuban US, sorry, Cuban Olympian. Well, Cuban, Cuban Olympian who fucking hates his own country, and I don't blame them. They, that was shitty what they did to him. Uh, but didn't you know, let he, the national anthem play and they so, filmed the video, so we so get petty. to see him discouraged. So petty. Yeah, really stupid. Um, but yeah, Ramir, I mean, Rabesi is uh I, I think very underrated featherweight. I think that guy is uh got a lot of good tools in the toolbox. He can punch, he can box. I think, you know, people still remember his embarrassing pro debut where he was lazy in the ring. And I, I don't think I've seen that guy. I mean, he was he wasn't really that impressive in his first four or five fights. I remember thinking, like, man, I got a lemon, but he's uh he's really turned the tide in that in his last like he's pretty good now, fights. bro. I think he could have yeah, done really, better against Dogbo, but he's pretty freaking I mean, awesome. I'm I'm followed Abraham Nova's career because he's fought a lot in New England. So I was very I was thought abraham nova was a good fighter and i'd seen him live and i was like man that'll be an interesting fight and then when he got knocked out i'm thinking okay this is guy this guy is a different much this is the world title level because i remember seeing abraham nova i thought maybe abraham nova could win a title but yeah ramirez really that was a fight for me at least exceed my expectations and since then he's been putting on consistently good performances he's really stepped it up and taken his career a lot more seriously so i i think he would could be potentially a really interesting opponent for in a way yeah for sure but i mean like think about that up until the nova fight we had never seen ramirez weaponize his skills he was a back foot boxer he goes into nova and he's chasing him and he's like a predator using his skills to create offensive openings it was I think that's when he kind of turned the corner and like yeah. adapted a more professional style. Definitely. He was kind of just getting away on raw talent in those first few, those, those go watch those fights when 2010 early tw- or sorry, 2020, early 2021. Like he was just getting away with like just being a, uh, you know, what he's new in the amateurs. But now I feel like he's, he's a, yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a little scary in that ring. Now it's got he's definitely a scary opponent. Uh, you know, Shimizu, I didn't expect him to do much t- today because he's a little past it. But, I mean, he's also had a lo- deep amateur career. Uh, he, I think he medaled in the Olympics as well. So, you know, it's not, this wasn't like some 11 and one guy they found off the street. Like, he had a quite a, you know, career boxing as well. And he got just dominated. <laughs> so, like... I mean, that was the theme of the card, right? <laughs> and I, to me, I'm pretty sure we got Venado versus... Joette Gonzalez, the winner of that fight, it feels like, is going to be fighting Roe BC in 2024. Yeah, yeah. Um, Joette should send Top Rank a, a Christmas card. Thanks for another opportunity. This is it. I mean, he's really, if he doesn't, doesn't. New Rocky Juarez? It's, he's going to be if he loses this one. Yeah, he's the guy that can't pass can't get over the hoop and i i feel or whatever can't get to the touchdown <laughs> go to end zone <laughs> can't make the touchdown <laughs> can't score we'll can't just score. We'll make what it we'll make like... it am- sports agnostic 
Sorry, yeah, I, I, I'm very bad at my analogies. But what I'm saying is like this: this Lopez is. Uh, I like Lopez a lot, but I think their issue with Lopez is that he's just another guy right now. He's not like very, you know, marketable. It's or tough whatever. as hell. Like he's but a, he's awesome. A, a I love journey man that yeah, yeah. is winning fights and beating prospects. Yeah. He's he he clearly has gotten a lot better. Like he's he he was a guy that I think if you, I mean I remember you know you, your your guy Ruben Villa. You know, when he beat him, I thought, okay, this guy's just a, you know, a developmental a tester, developmental tester. But then all of a sudden, you beats know, Gabe, beats Andy, beats Isaac Lowe, beats, beats all the California guys and goes on the California circuit. It's like Ruben Villa, like created an origin story yeah. where he had to go after California people like a villain. Like, I hate to say it, but like, I think Ruben Villa deserves to be in this position on the 15th than Joet Gonzalez does. Ruben Villa should be fighting in the main event. I agree because he beat him. But, you know, for whatever reason, Joet Gonzalez gets the opportunity, but it should be Ruben Villa in that fight. Uh, but any, regardless, my point is, is that if Lopez Lopez gets by him, yeah, of course, you got to put Lopez in that discussion. But again, I, I, I think Lopez is a bit flawed. He's got some good power. I love his body punching, but... Um, that's another guy I think in a way would just uh probably do pretty well against. I think a featherweight. I think I think Ravesi be a very fun fight. So I think if the winner, so if, okay, let's say he gets by Gonzalez, maybe he fights via he fight you know or or you know Ravesi fights via somebody needs to you know via deserves to be in that picture too. So I think if if he gets by Gonzalez, let's say Robesi fights via, they both get by each other. You know, I think we're looking at a very, very interesting 2024 featherweight. You could you could have a unified champion for in a way to be fighting against. It could be a very, very you know big deal. Um, and I they, they, and they have to go to Japan, in my opinion. I think I think uh, if you beat if you have, if you have to fight in a way, you got to fight him in Japan. That's my feeling. Yeah, you get paid. Um, before you get the... paid, and he deserves it. In a way, doesn't have any. In a way, is not entitled to have to come here. He's not. I'm sorry, but like when you're one of the best in the world, you 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 come to him. You do. And that's Until a full you day. beat him. It's the Chris John rule. I yes. understand people. Uh, <laughs> a lot of Chris people start John watching rule. boxing when Pacquiao and Mayweather fought, there. and uh, Pacquiao McGregor or Mayweather McGregor get but... on that flight to Indonesia. You have to <laughs> beat him. Did he beat yeah. Marquez? Was that who Chris John beat? Yeah, that was the whole deal with the the. That was in the message board era where people were like very divided. If that fight was like I think people couldn't come to terms that Chris John actually won that fight, which he, which you know, you go look, not exactly incredible for John YouTube, but a lot, a lot. That was always the feeling that a lot of people were like, "Whoa, Marquez!" It's like, no, I, Chris John won that fight. Sorry, guys, but he did. And then like it's like him, Felix Sturm. They were guys that just held belts hostage in like these oh, cities. Every German, pretty much in the early two thousands, would have a WBO title, and they would all hold the titles hostage. Absolutely, a lot of those guys did. So. You know, but I mean, in a way, is deserving of you. You should have to come to him. That's my feeling. He doesn't have to come to you. No way. Final thought: We can't let you leave before you give your uh, Spence. Well, actually, before I get to Spence Crawford, even though yeah. we're strapping time, bigger, bigger upset play: Cabrera beats Pitbull, oh, yeah, or Santiago beats Donair. Which one would you put your five dollars you never want to see again on? Uh, Santiago beating Donair. Uh, without hesitation, Donaire's forty-one, and the lower weight classes is gonna hit. The age is gonna hit him at some point, and this could be the fight. Santiago's a good little fighter. Uh, again, this is kind of 
kind of like uh, you know, he's kind of a little bit like the Luis Alberto Lopez situation, where he's a guy that you kind of really probably might be a gatekeeper his whole career. Now all of a sudden, here he is in the title shot. And let me tell you, if you're gonna fight for a bantamweight title and your opponent's 41 years old and it's been in a lot of wars, you're you you have a decent chance to win this fight. Paco Damian promotes him. That's yeah. Jose Felix Jr.'s promoter so, too. Santiago has a very very good chance to win this fight, in my opinion. Compared to Cabrera, Cabrera would have to outbox Cruz for twelve. It's a twelve rounder, not a ten rounder, right? So it had to, he had to pretty much pitch a very close to a perfect game, uh, just outboxing him, superior ring movement, and Cruz would have to really throw up a dud. Now Cruz has thrown up some stinkers before, absolutely. He had one of the worst fights of all time on Show Showtime against that guy from Argentina. I forget what that was, but I remember you and Horrible me were fight. going off on that, like oh. because you were all in on him. You wanted Rolly versus Isaac Cruz. Yeah, trash fight. It was a trash fight. So he could very well throw up a stinker, but I'm more confident in Santiago beating a 41-year-old uh, Donaire than I am Cabrera figuring it out over 12 rounds against Cruz, even though I think Cruz is a little Kind of beatable. Overrated. Yeah, he's kind of beatable. Yeah, very beatable. So I mean, that's- I, I feel like both of those, those are plays, but like I really like that Santiago pick. Um, final thing, my, my heart wants Crawford to win, but everything about boxing tells me Spence is going to do it. Gray, give me the real take. Uh, I, yeah, I, I, I said Spence points. Uh, I think it's going to be a eight, four, seven, five. And then we got to get a nine, three, a 10, two, just one judge that didn't even watch the fight. That would just make it. (laughs) I think if one guy gets hurt though, it's going to be Spence. I think a Crawford Crawford is capable of definitely capable of buckling Spence. And if he can hurt him, man, uh, it will, it will be very interesting because Crawford is a very, very good finisher. He's very good at jumping on you when you're hurt. He does not let you off the hook. So we'll see, we'll see how well Spence can adjust. But I, I just think, you know, well, if you're watching this and Crawford, I mean, Crawford can't come out with a go down 04, in my opinion. He does it a lot where he's down 3104, just these slow fucking starts. And if he does this against Spence, man, I think Spence is in another class of fighter where you, you know, he, he can, he, if you're, if you throws off, a lot too, Gray. Spence is a very active fighter and he's the he bigger is. fighter. I mean, watch Mikey Garcia could, bear, you know, couldn't keep up with him, right? So, and that's like the ultimate, like, outworking fight effort from him in my opinion just watching mikey barely able to keep up his pace for 12 rounds so yeah i mean like i think you wouldn't be surprised if spence is up 3140 and you're biting down your nails a bit because he's just crawford's just not starting fast he never starts fast so uh you know they need to figure that they need to figure out those early rounds because this fights this is to me this feels like a scorecard fight and they need to make sure these rounds are clear that they're winning you know so i feel like if crawford loses people are going to completely write him off and larry holmes him oh 100 percent they already they're ready to everyone's sick a lot i mean a lot of the people on twitter are very sick of crawford they they try they they're they are ready to bury him if he loses this fight. So, hundred percent, I, I think he would get Larry Holmes. So, is there a rematch? Cl- I think there's a rematch clause on this. There's right? a rematch clause, but I feel like people would just put him in that final, final, final thing. Andreas Cortez, Xavier Martinez. This is such a gray fight. Oh, this is okay. like the battle of two people. They're the same person. What's your impression with this? Because this is a true fifty-fifty year to me. 
Uh, yeah. Uh, I was kind of, th- you know, Xavier. I have to remember what his last fight. Okay, so yeah, he, he missed weight all for his last fight. So he was supposed weight. to fight, and he missed weight. Yeah, and he stopped Alejandro Guerrero after a very, very unimpressive performance against Rob Robson. Where I was like, I don't know about this guy. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, they're both kind of in that must-win situation. I tend to edge Cortez. I haven't really seen Cortez struggle in the ring. Uh, but I mean, this is obviously his defining fight now, if he's ready for contender status to move past, the, you know, the, the board. Is this the top rank? We don't know what to do with your fight. Mm, a little bit. Yeah. I think they were just like, we got two guys here that are kind of in the same level. We need to figure out which one we're going to push and which one is probably going to get released. Yeah. Okay. Uh, great. Where can people support you? You do a ton of good stuff besides that uh, go to boxrec.com log in it's free um boxrec gray b-o-x-r-e-c-g-r-e-y uh on twitter 